Hello, everyone. My name is Virginia Pradhan. I'm the host of Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan, which airs every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Time. You can hear the past or uh, podcast on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, um, uh, an Edify podcast, and of course, you can uh, watch it on our YouTube channel. We are so glad you are here. We uh, are grateful for any opportunity we have to share and to show our audience who we are, what we are doing, and how we change one person at a time, training them to be strong and courageous, to change in God's power themselves, the community they live in, in America, and of course, the world. Um, the podcast started a long time ago because my readers uh, of my book, Saving My Assassin, you can buy the book uh, at virginiapradanbooks.com slash product slash book, encouraged me to have a podcast and also a coaching program to train them how to be strong and courageous. And from there, our podcast developed into inviting courageous leaders to share with us how they started, how they changed the world. And today we have a very, very special courageous leaders uh, for you, Dr. Ben Carson and his wife, Candy Carson. I want to just to share with you before I let them uh, take the floor a few things about them. Dr. Ben Carson was born in Detroit to a single mom with third grade education. She worked multiple jobs, and I relate to that because I'm a single mom, but she trained them, the kids, including Dr. Ben Carson, to read, to love reading and education. And Dr. Dr. Ben Carson graduated from Yale University and earned an MD from University of Michigan. And what impresses me so much is for 30 years, Dr. Ben Carson served as director of pediatric neurosurgery at the John Hopkins Children, a position that he assumed, listen, when he was 33 years old and became the youngest major division director in the hospital history. In 1987, Dr. Ben Carson successfully performed the first separation of craniopagus twins conjoined at the back of the head. And 10 years later, in 1997, in South Africa, he performed the first fully successful separation of type 2 craniopagus twins. Um, Dr. Ben Carson received a dozen of honorary and awards. I will mention one, the Presidential Medal of um, Freedom, the national highest civil uh, honor. I also want to tell you that in 2008, 
the U.S. News Media Group and Harvard Center for Public Leadership name Dr. Ben Carson among America's best leaders. And I believe in 2022, he is too. He just added one more person, his wife, Candy um, uh, Carson. Together, they are co-founders of Carson uh, Scholar Fund, that recognizes young people of all backgrounds with exceptional academic and humanitarian um, accomplishment. They give gave over 10,000 scholarship and 80 million. They have 10,000 scholars and they give over 8 million in scholarship. They even have... Uh, over 250 Ben Carson reading room around the country. And I can tell you even more people uh, about them. They are both, Dr. Ben Carson and his wife, Candy Carson, are the founder and chairman of the American Cornerstone Institute. And their four principles are faith, liberty, community, and life. You all know that Dr. Ben Carson recently served as the 17th Secretary of the United States Department of Housing and Urban Department. Welcome to our podcast, Dr. Ben Carson and Candy Carson. We are so delighted to have you. Well, thank thank you. you for having us. We're delighted to uh, to be with you and uh, you know, particularly uh, grateful for the amount of uh, time and energy and effort that you have spent on uh, freedom for people, uh, not only in this country, but around the world, and particularly the role that you played in Romania uh, with the Ceausescu uh, regime. And, uh, you know, you've had a chance to really witness firsthand what freedom really is. And it's something that is somewhat concerning to me uh, you know, I'm 70 years old now, and uh, I've seen a lot of things. And one of the interesting things is when I was growing up, there was actually less emphasis on victimhood and more emphasis on opportunity. And uh, as those freedoms are starting to disappear a little bit, you have many more people emphasizing that somebody's keeping you down, somebody's your enemy, somebody's creating the problems in your life. And I just hope that we're able to fend off that stuff and recognize the, the tremendous freedoms that exist here. You know, a lot of people say America is a systemically racist country and uh, that people of certain ethnicities can't succeed here because of that. But really, if that were the case, why would people be forming caravans trying to get in here? And uh, and once they got here, wouldn't they be telling everybody not to come <laughs> instead of encouraging them to come? So, you know, obviously that's a lie. Uh, that's not to say that everything is perfect here because it isn't. It's, it's perfect nowhere uh, because every place is inhabited by human beings and human beings are innately imperfect. And uh, human beings have a natural tendency 
to want to control things, including other people. So, you know, when you, when you see regimes around the world uh, where you see these horrible people uh, bringing mandates on everybody and trying to dominate them, recognize that that is a normal human tendency. And it was one of the reasons that the founders of America worked so hard on our constitution. It was to control those natural tendencies to rule. And that's what governments do. They grow, they infiltrate, and they dominate. And unless you have some mechanism to control that, that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, So we shouldn't be surprised, but what it means is that we have to be vigilant. We have to constantly be on guard. Uh, As Ronald Reagan once said, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. And uh, if you're not willing to stand up for it, you're going to lose it. It's as simple as that. And you probably are equipped to speak on that topic almost better than anybody else in the world because of all the things that you've seen. You are so right, Dr. Ben Carson. Um, I came to United States of America empty-handed. I didn't know one word in English. I knew five languages. I had two girls with me under 10 years old, and I was pregnant with my son. And I learned English. I went back to law school for the second time here in Dallas, Texas. I opened my law firm. I um, uh, published my book. Uh, saving my assassin. I speak all over the world. And this is the best country in the world. If you work hard, you can rebuild your life. I, uh, I fight for freedom now here in America. I'm an, I am an ally attorney with Alliance Defender Freedom. And I believe you're right. We have to stand up for our, our freedom and for our rights in, in a godly way. Uh, tell the truth in love, but we have to stand up exactly where the the good Lord placed us. One very important thing uh, that I want to ask you is, you were raised by a single mom, but never as a victim, but as a conqueror of your circumstances. What would you say to someone Young today, they will say, or different age, they will say, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that. Well, you know, my my mother uh, had an even more difficult life than me. Uh, you know, she came from a very large rural family in Tennessee, uh, had less than a third grade education, was shuffled from home to home, never really had a place that, you know, she felt that she was loved or welcome, got married at age 13, uh, trying to escape that horrible situation. And yet with with all of that, and then discovering that her husband was a bigamist, had another family. uh, I mean, it's pretty hard to have a more difficult life than that. And yet she refused to be a victim. Uh, And she always said, there's something that can be done and, and God will get us through this. And, and she was right about that. And, uh, you know, whenever we came up with an excuse, the next thing out of her mouth was a poem called Yourself to Blame. And the next question out of her mouth was, do you have a brain? 
And if the answer was yes, then you could have thought your way out of it. It doesn't matter what John or Mary or Susan or Stephen said or did. It matters what you do. And, uh, you know, when you grow up with, with that attitude, that's very difficult for other people to get in your way. And uh, so I always tell, particularly young people, that the person who has the most to do with what happens to you is you. You're the one who gets to make the decisions. You're the one who gets to decide how much energy and effort you want to put into something. And uh, you're the one who's going to reap the benefits or suffer the consequences. And I tell young people, the average person in this country lives to be about 80 years old. The first 20 years you spend either preparing yourself or not preparing yourself. If you prepare yourself, you have 60 years to reap the benefits. And if you don't, you have 60 years to suffer the consequences. So when you think about it that way, maybe it's not so such a bad idea to work hard early on and get yourself prepared. That is so true. Um, for both of you, family is a very important um, in your life. Uh, you invest in your business, you invest in your ministry, but you also invest, and for you, um, family, it's important. I know that behind every single successful person, in this case, men, there is a powerful and strong leader, a woman. So, Candy, tell us how you manage to... Um, support Dr. Ben Carson and support your family and create so far a legacy, not only for your own family, but for people all over the world. I'll take a chapter from his mom's book because she, she would say, I spent, um, I spent that time on my knees. You know, um, she said there's you know, three secrets to success. Prayer, prayer and prayer <laughs> and she was so right you know there's a reason why our, our founding fathers um wrote out that we're one country we're all created equal but we're one nation under god first and foremost we're under god you know and then we're indivisible but if we're under god we we were not divisible so so as it says in uh second chronicles if my people are called by my name will humble themselves and pray we can get out of this mess. And there's enough people as we go around the country, we see hundreds and thousands of people at a time when he's speaking and they're all on board for keeping our country safe, free, and, and having the opportunities that we enjoyed for future generations because it's not fair. And Thomas Jefferson said this, um, it's not fair for us to steal from future generations. The first time I read that, I was thinking literally, you know, where their quality of life isn't going to be anything because they all of their money, whatever they earn is going to go to the government. But when we're stealing opportunities, that's wrong, too. Yeah. Um, you you uh, you created the American Cornerstone Institute. You also have uh, uh, the Carson uh, Scholar Fund. Can you talk just a little bit uh to our audience about what you are doing and how you are changing lives. And um, 
Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about ACI. Why don't you uh, talk about Carson Scholars? Okay, go ahead. You, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to have the last word, but he's, <laughs> he's pulling the rug out from under me. Okay. Um, it was more than 25 years ago that we started uh, giving out scholarships to students who are high academic achievers, but also demonstrated humanitarian qualities um, because we want to get behind our future leaders. We had seen a survey where they were comparing our students, our high school students with students in 21 other countries around the world uh, and, and how they uh, do in math and science. And our country with all of its resources, and, and we, at that point, we did have the most resources. It's you know getting kind of shaky now, but um, our country with all its resources was not number one, five or 10. We were number 21 out of 22 countries. Wow. And when you think about that, then that means that when our students grow up and they're going to be business leaders and, you know, uh, you know, uh, they're competing with others around the world, we're not going to be able to do very well. So that's why we decided to start Carson Scholars and get behind those that were doing their best, getting those grades and also demonstrating humanitarian qualities through uh, volunteerism. Um, some of them uh, start their own charities and so on. But um it was just, oh, that first year was 25 students, and now we're at over 10,000 in 25 years. So it's really exciting to see these kids and the things they're doing. One of our scholars actually, <clears throat> excuse me, actually uh, was Time Magazine's first kid of the year. You know, Time Magazine had the first man of the year, then they changed it to the first person of the year, you know, the best, uh, and now it's, now it's and, and she even was in Forbes 30 under 30 um, for her inventions before she was 15. So um, it just goes to show you that our kids, if they're encouraged and we get behind them, they can they can do all kinds of things. Not that they won't without our encouragement, but they do so much better. And, and some of them have said one of the things that kept me on track was being a Carson Scholar because I wanted to get my scholarship because once you win once and you can uh, be recognized every year until you get out of high school. And that that scholarship money um, is invested on their behalf until they go to a four year accredited institution. So we started grade four age nine, to help kids to start on that path and stay on that path. And there's a ripple effect. Teachers tell us that the other kids that see them are encouraged and all of the all of their grade point averages go up. So it's, it's really exciting to see that. And the idea was really to put them on the same kind of pedestal that we do the, the all-state athletes and who have all the trophies and things. And with Carson Scholars, they get a trophy that goes right out in the display case with all the sports trophies with their name on it. And those are the kinds of things that really motivate kids. But uh, as far as uh, American Cornerstone is concerned, uh, I decided that I would finally be able to retire in 2020 uh, after the election. Uh, but uh, it wasn't too far after that seeing the way that things were going downhill that I said, we need to do something about this. And we had some outstanding people at HUD, the Housing and Urban Development. And so we got together and we created a think tank slash do tank called American Cornerstone, focused on the cornerstone principles that made this into a great nation. And that's, of course, our faith, liberty, community, and life. And uh, we have been growing extremely rapidly. 
if people go to the website, AmericanCornerstone.org, you'll see a whole host of conversation series with uh, fascinating people. Uh, also uh, has access to various web uh, casts on podcasts and uh, lessons. We have uh, the Executive 101 series uh, with uh, conversations with many people in high government positions to help people understand how government works. And then we have the pediatric component called Little Patriots, uh, where we teach the children the true history of our country, the true values behind our country. Uh, we call it the inoculation to indoctrination <laughs> because there are those who are trying to in indoctrinate our kids and make mm -hmm. them think that we live in a horrible country when, in fact, we live in a fantastic country. Uh, does it have faults? Of course, every place that has humans and it has faults. Uh, but you learn from those faults and you move forward. And uh, people can go to littlepatriotslearning.com uh, to access the K through five learning programs and uh, free of charge, by the way, because we have wonderful donors and we write books like Red, White and Blue, Our Flag Matters to Me and You, helping kids to understand why we stand and salute the flag. And all the proceeds from those go right back into the program so we can keep it free of charge. That is so wonderful. I really appreciate the, the way you explain all of these for our audience. And I want to uh, tell you the, uh, the Cornerstone, uh, Carson um, Scholarship Fund, I believe it's something that really responds to the needs, the current needs. I have to tell you, when I came to United States of America in November 1988, um, like I said, uh, myself and my kids didn't know English. They went to school as uh, English as a second language uh, for classes. And from from November to the next year in May, they were moved in May to honors classes. Because at that time, the education, the public education of my children here in Dallas, Texas was so good. And also they were motivated because as a mother, I knew the talent and the skills that my kids have. And I pushed them to accomplish what they, they were capable of. And they were able to go, to go and graduate from SNU, my first daughter, my second daughter from Harvard Law School, and my son from United States Air Force Academy. But now, in 2022, the school is absolutely different. It uh, indoctrinates the children and the young people, like you said, and it's necessary for us to find different ways to counterbalance and, and uh, invite young people to the path, like you both said, that will take them to success. And wow. I am very grateful that you gave the uh, the website for both, and especially also for the kids when they can learn from younger age. And that is, again, again a counterbalance that you provide because now in school for young education, you see those liberals coming to school and training kids to be a different sex and different things and everything and 
Well, they're trying to they're they're, they're trying to give kids their values. Yes. The values really should come from your family. And they the school should be concerned with teaching you the things you need to know in order to be successful in our society. When Alexis de Tocqueville came to America in 1831 to study our country because the Europeans were fascinated that a country barely 50 years old was competing with them on virtually every level, one of the things he discovered was an incredible educational system that we had. And uh, if you really want to be impressed, look up an exit exam from the sixth grade from the middle 1800s in this country and see what you had to know to graduate from the sixth grade. Nowadays, you, you, you see people on the street and you ask them who fought in the Civil War. And they're saying, like, was that France and Spain? I mean, they have that no idea what's going on. And if you don't know history, and particularly you don't know your own history, then you don't have an identity. Yes. And that identity is the thing on which your beliefs are based. And you become a leaf in the wind, just blowing with every wind and not having any value system. And that's what people do to societies that they want to fundamentally change. We don't want our society fundamentally change, and we need to educate our people. Yes, and you write about um, liberals trying to fundamentally changing America, and our founding father experienced terror, experienced government control, and for that reason, they established a constitution that will limit the government and will give us the power. But um, our young generation don't know anything about uh, this, about the history, and for that reason, they are very easy to be brainwashed. So right. I am very grateful for everything you are doing. What would you say, both of you, I want to hear from both of you, what would you say to young people or people that will try to, to do something in their area with their area of expertise, if you are an artist, if you are a lawyer, if you are a teacher, if you are uh, a janitor, wherever you are, um, what would you say to them? That, because we all have skills and talents, and God placed them to the right time and to the right place. Um, yes. What would you say to them? to use a skill and talent where they, God placed them, to encourage them to do that? I, I would say learn how you learn because everybody learns differently. And uh, don't necessarily try to put yourself in the mold of someone else, but study your own life. See what you're really, really good at. And everybody's really good at something. And try to to focus on those areas, develop that, and choose a career that allows you to use the talent that you have rather than trying to just do what you think mom and dad want you to do or do what your friends are doing. Do what you're good at. God has given you special talent for something. And one of the things I like to tell the children when we open up the reading rooms, because um, I didn't talk about that much, but we put... Uh, ben Carson Think Big reading rooms around the country, um, and they're rooms that really entice the kids to come in and learn. They can pick whatever books they want, and so on and so forth. And at first, they learn. They they start reading because they get points and prizes. But after a while, they learn to love learning, and we try to catch them before they they um, 
eight from, from birth through third grade, you learn to read, but from that point out, you read to learn. So that's why we try to get them in the elementary schools. But um, one of the things I like to say too is, there's gonna be people who tell you, you can't do this. And you gotta remember, if God puts it in your heart to do, he's gonna help you find a way to do it. So if someone says you can't do that, it's okay for you to acknowledge that they said something, but don't take it to heart. Because if God puts something in your heart to do, you can do it, no matter what it is. If you've got a normal brain, you can do almost anything. The brain can process 2 million bits of information every second. I've heard him say this, and that's what I can tell the children. But not only that, but once you're doing that, don't let, um, I wouldn't, I, I would follow God's lead wherever you are and allow him to speak through you to others because we all have spheres of influence. Now, one of the things that they have um, at uh, they have at ACI is, um, um, oh shoot, you get a certain age and then boy, it just goes out the window. Um, but at ACI, I think I'm going to have to stop and maybe it'll come back. Go ahead. Well, you were probably going to talk about the mm. executive uh, learning series. Yeah, that, well, that uh, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but there are a whole bunch of things uh, mm -hmm. on the website. You can entertain yourself for a very long time and uh, learn a lot in the meantime. Yeah. And we just Star Spangle. We want to be a site uh, where people can come mm -hmm. and get true, objective mm -hmm. information. Yeah. One of the latest um, things that they released um, is Star Spangled Adventures. And they had former Disney animators that weren't woke um, do the animation. And it's really exciting to see with fact checkers. And, you know, they've, um, the curriculum's all, you know, been helped, you know, by people like Newt Gingrich and so on. So, so it's, really, um, it's really an exciting uh, lesson plan, you know, for, for the regular lessons and also for the adventures that they have rolling out. I am glad that both of you touched the, uh, uh, one very important thing. This is a country where you can do what God already put in you, skills and talents, but it takes time, hard work, and focus. Do not let others to pull you away from the path that God uh, put you. I remember uh, when my kids were small, telling them every morning, you can wake up and say, oh, I have to go to school and learn something new. Or you can wake up and smile and say, I live in a country where I have the opportunity to learn something new. And I learn something new every single day. And I'm grateful for that. Right. So. Take what Dr. Ben Carson and Candy Carson shared with you, and I hope you will be on the right path and you will have a significant life and a successful life. Thank Amen. you so very much for being here at our podcast. We enjoy uh, all the values that you share with us. We uh, Hope to have you at another time. You are growing so much that we have to keep up with you and your ministry. So we will keep up with you and we will invite you again. Thank you so much for being here. Thank, thank you, you for, for all you do. Patriot.
Thank you for being a patron. Thank you, everyone, for being here at our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, uh, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Edify Podcast, and, of course, you can watch it on our YouTube channel. Please continue to send us your questions. Please watch uh, our podcast, follow our podcast, and remember, we are here to help you and to train you to be a courageous leader where God placed you. And that will, in God's power, will change you and will change your community, will change America and the world. Until next time, God bless you. Bye-bye.